Yeah, hey everyone, this is Kelvin. This is episode 68 of Res Metal Podcast. In this episode, I talk with Andrew Hillman, vocalist of the band I Am. If you haven't heard I Am, definitely check them out. I left links to their Spotify, Bandcamp, uh, in the podcast description. But uh, yeah, I Am are a death thrash band out of Dallas, Texas. And they just released their album Eternal Steel on September 9th. We talk about the band's, you know, progression from their first album to the current album, and then also just the making of uh, Eternal Steel. Uh, we talk about like their influences and you know bands from Texas, and uh, just like their nonstop touring. Um, we also got a good chance to kind of touch on some of our um, love for skateboarding. But um, yeah, thanks again to Andrew and I am for taking the time to talk with me this week. Um, yeah definitely support them by picking up their album eternal steel you can you know order online you can stream it um if they're gonna tour or play a show near you definitely check them out um but yeah sorry for the delay in this podcast i was just having some uh technical issues with my with my laptop but it's all good now i'm gonna play a quick clip of um one of the songs off Eternal Steel. This is the title track. And then I'm going to go ahead and play the interview right after. So hope everyone enjoys it. Yeah. Hey, how's it going, everyone? This is Kelvin, and I'm talking with Andrew, vocalist of uh, I Am from uh, Dallas, Texas. How's it going, Andrew? Howdy, man. I love to be here, you know. Awesome. Chilling. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, again, appreciate you talking with me. Um, big fan of uh, the band. I got the album right here. I've been listening to it. Actually, I've been listening to the the promo copy for a while now, and it's just been on repeat for, shoot, for like the past couple, couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, how's it feel to finally get that album out? Oh man, it's, it's kind of hard to put into words. It's, it's so, it, you know, it, it's filling my heart up a lot, you know, cause it's something we put a lot of work into and, uh, to see it going over as well as it is and to have the people recognize how, <clears throat> how much we've changed as musicians and, you know, and being a band in general, it just, it feels great. And I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited for the world to hear Eternal Steel. Yeah, I was looking back at the previous catalog, and it's been about four years since the last uh, release. So, uh, yeah, I mean, stylistically, I think it kind of builds off of that, uh, the last one, the Hard to Kill. But definitely there's a, I noticed a big difference from the the first album, Life Through Torment. Um, yeah, can you kind of talk, guys talk about, or can you talk about, like, how the band evolved uh, to how you guys sound on Eternal Steel? Yeah, man. So... Uh, when we started writing Life Through Torment in the, in the heydays, um, we kind of had a lot of member issues and, you know, n- not right people for, for the band and everything. So that was a kind of touchy subject right there. And we had one guitarist and Tommy came into the picture to kind of help us finish that album because it was just taking so long because it, you know, we just couldn't get together and actually write an album. So Tommy came in to come and help and kind of mold to whatever we were doing at that time. And so we got it done. And, you know, I still love that album. I think it's great. You know, you can 
you know, I feel like in Face of Death and Sacred Cries, you can kind of hear the where we were wanting to go, uh, you know, later down the future. Um, then Hard to Kill comes in the picture, and that was kind of our first real like, okay, this is what we want to do. This is what we want to sound like. Let's 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 make a record like this, you know, and you know, to our best of our abilities, you know, we tried to do that, produce that, and that I think that really put a stamp on, you know who I am is as a band, which, you know, I think it's a great little baby brother to, you know, what was come for Colonel Steel. You know, that was, that was a culmination of, you know, last four years since Hard to Kill of just getting better as musicians so we could write the shit we wanted to and to, to have no, like, boundaries or limits, like, you know, on what we wanted to do stylistically and, you know, musically. So I think that's that's what really shines of the Eternal Steel is that, you know, there were no limitations to what we could do. And we, you know, we really pushed to see how how big we can take the I Am sound. Oh, yeah. Like even that first single uh, came out um, uh, back in like June. Um, yeah, it was just uh, just crisp. Like the, the sound is so crisp, but um Really, just yeah. the, guitar, the guitar work is kind of what blew me away. Just the riffs were were heavy, and there's a lot of like guitar flair, you know, like kind of like uh -huh. um, some of like the um, like the squeals. I don't know. I, can't, I yeah. I'm not yeah, a musician, no, but yeah, yeah. Tommy's a young Dave Mustaine. I keep telling him, man, he, he writes the craziest riffs. So yeah, and I think uh, a lot of the you know press and uh, people writing about I am you know kind of make the comparison to like Pantera. So I was like, I was like, yeah, that's, that's exactly kind of what I hear just a lot with the riffs and um, yeah, just yeah, it's, so, it's kind of like the, the mood or the, the vibe and the mood of the, the songs too. Yeah. It's about the groove, man. You know, it's, it's, we like to groove. We like to have energy. You know, we like, we like to have fun with heavy music and uh, you know, like you said, I mean, Pantera is like the best example you can get of that. You know, they didn't really, they played quite a few things, you know, they played thrash, they had some death metal riffs, you know, they had, you know, just power rock, you know, like they, they did a bunch of things and it also sounded like them. And I think that's, that's kind of where we take a lot of influence and in, uh, being able to just kind of write what we want to write. Yeah. Um, just, you know, on the subject of Pantera, I, I got to ask, um, uh, what do you think of the, the new lineup that, you know, they have planned <laughs> for upcoming shows? Uh, so I'll, I'll give my give my take on it. What I think is that when Dime and Vinny both passed, things were rough with Phil, and I still don't think they should be necessarily playing a comeback at all because I don't really think anybody's asking for it. You know, people want to see Dime and Vinny play. You know, it's just it it just feels wrong considering I guess what they what they went through like all together. It's just like, doesn't seem like the best thing to do. Um, that being said though, if it comes to my city. I'm fucking watching, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm still, I'm still going to go and watch it just because, I mean, it is somewhere it's like, damn, you know, I have never seen Pantera. So like maybe seen a little bit of it might be cool or just to go and witness the train wreck. If it is, you know, like, Whatever it is, I want to see what the fuck happens. But I am yeah. I'm not expecting much. I don't I really don't think it, you know. I really don't think they should be doing it, but 
I'm going to go watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was, I mean, I was probably like in junior high when reinvented the steel came out and I just never yeah. got a chance to see him live either, but dude, yeah, um, same. I mean, by the time I'd, I mean, gotten into hip music at all, it was, you know, they weren't, uh, they weren't around. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, all I've seen is just like festival dates so far, uh, not a tour, yeah, official like tour a, yet. Columbia or something. Yeah, yeah. Pretty far south. I think that's what I saw. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I had to ask that, but I'm um, going back to the the album. Um, yeah. The uh, one thing I, you know, I enjoy too, is that you got two, two of the like best, like, you know, people in metal now, like, Corpse Grinder and Kirk uh, Winstein. Like, how did those um, guest spots come about? Um, so those are like my favorite bands, you know, for the last few years now. And you know, I've always looked up to Crowbar, Corpse Grinder as like vocalists as they were. Um, but yeah, we've never really had a bunch of like guest vocalists on our records. You know, I think we kind of had this like mentality of like, oh, we want we want us to shine like on our own without, you know uh lifted of a of a guest vocalist you know or something because you know you can see a lot of music it gets ran through because you know you have a certain person on there so which is also why we chose not to list the names too we kind of wanted the people uh to kind of figure it out on their own um but yeah whenever uh the corpse grinder thing got brought up <clears throat> we were all like just sitting there like man this would be like the perfect part for him like this would be like this would be it. And, uh, sort of like, should we just try to see if he's into it? Like maybe, I don't know, like worth the shot. So we had, a uh, our manager hit him up and, you know, a few days later he was calling me on my phone, you know, we went over the track and everything and how he wanted to do it. So I was like, you know, I couldn't be more stoked about that. So that happened pretty cool and easy. Um, the Kirk thing, I mean, I don't know who made it happen. I just asked, our manager i said hey is there any way you can get get kirk on there and you know a week later he was emailing us asking for the track you know hey i can get it done this day and i'm just like it's you know so elated that they were so down you know without like you know because especially being a position in their power or their status like you don't want to be doing guess what was on you know some tracks that aren't that good so it's it's nice to know that they were like okay like this is at least good enough for me to put my voice on. So that was fucking cool. Yeah. That's, um, that's badass. I mean, like when I heard the promo copy, like, yeah, they didn't uh, mention them as the guests. I just kind of like picked up on it on my own, but yeah. Um, yeah. That, uh, that's, uh, that's sick. I mean, yeah. Just having, uh, you know, them kind of like, I guess vouching for IMs is really sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very. Um, and then, um, kind of just going back to the album again, like, um, the, the, you know, the album cover, um, the, the three headed, uh, Panther. And then, you know, the, the song, uh, I believe that's the corpse grinder song. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah Infernal Panther. I was just kind of wondering, like, what was the, um, um, meaning behind, uh, you know, having the Panther, like on the cover and just like as a track. Um, so a lot of the album is like a, it's like my own personal uh, issues or dilemmas or struggles or whatever told through like a fantasy fairy tale world. 
so that was the those are the figures that i you know was thinking of whenever i was writing some songs and uh you know i was just imagining this panther three-headed panther running at you in the forest and how fucking terrifying that would be you know of a creature to see and you know just be in front of you know that just that would be otherworldly um and yeah you know started putting together you know thinking about what it would do what it would feast on what it would eat how it would hunt you know and you know that's just kind of how that song came about Awesome. Yeah, the the artwork too. I just wanted to mention it was just really badass. Kind of. Dude, yeah. Uh, it's just yeah, screaming uh, heavy metal. Yeah, the guy who did it is a uh, Kalen Stockerman, and uh, you know, I hit him up, and I, we went to a few other artists too because we were trying to find the right right artists, and we all kind of gave them the description of what we wanted to do, and everything I said was, you know, I want a three headed panther with uh, Amazonian warrior Frank Frazetta type holding a holding the panther with the chain and a chrome skull on the other end. You know, that's, I was like, that's what I want. <laughs> and so there's a few people that just wasn't the right fit, but he, when he saw it and I saw his artwork and I was like, okay, this guy's going to crush it. And he, he absolutely did. He took it and uh, made it come to life. Yeah. it's awesome. I was just saying, yeah, it just like screams heavy metal. Like, um, yeah, yeah. I, so. I feel like, I feel like when the music and the visual concepts match up, like really well like that it's so it's so pleasing to like the soul it's like oh yeah that's that works right there yeah um and then um i know the album just came out uh last week uh when you guys were like you know recording did you guys like kind of like get any like um outside feedback because i know uh, i mean I'm, i'm in arizona northern arizona but I feel like um, the Dallas uh, scene is just, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Like all of these bands come out of that at, at one time, but did you, did the band ever like bounce any like um, songs off anyone uh, from, from some of the other bands in Dallas? Um, I personally didn't, I believe Tommy did though. Um, I'm, I'm not sure who, but I'm, I'm sure he did. Um, but regardless, we, uh, when we got done recording, we, we had the album for another six months and obviously the, the pandemic was still going on. So we weren't thinking about releasing at that time. Um, and so we actually had the chance to go back to the studio six months after recording it to, uh, to really like change some things. And cause we had to listen to it for six months. So we're like, damn, like we could go back and, you know, change some of this up and, you know, that's what we did. So I think, I think having that opportunity to sit with it for a while and go back and, you know, change some things that we thought, you know, would have been better. I think that really helped because, you know, there's always those things on albums where you listen to like, damn, I wish I did that in the studio. Damn, I wish I changed that. Or damn, I wish I, you know, did a pinch here or something like it's always, it's always nice to be able to go back and really refine it when you, if you have the chance and we had that chance. So I mean, I think that benefited a lot. Yeah. Awesome um yeah no I'm, I'm like you know really stoked on it and um yeah i really hope to see you guys live i know you guys had a busy year right you guys had a pretty big tour yeah, early it's, it's in the year. crazy it, it went busy out of nowhere because we started the year with just uh a nile incantation and sing the sugabog tour and once we did that we didn't really have much on the table and then uh full us with the case strain uh came in and then 
a week after a fest in Canada that we did some shows going up to. And after that, we did Australia. And then now we're uh, planning a fall, fall little headliner for some special states. And, uh, you know, we'll be doing that. And we already have a full headliner for February, March booked. So we're, uh, yeah, we're getting booked up and we're getting busy. And so it's great. I'm loving it. Uh, that's that's awesome. Um, I'm just curious, was it like when you were growing up, was it your uh, goal to become like a full-time musician like you, are, like you guys are now? Uh, no, honestly, it wasn't. I was, I was always into like skating. So I really wanted to be a skateboarder. That was like my, I was like, I was really wanting to do that and just hang out with my friends. And, you know, I wasn't really doing much before music or had like future thoughts. And, you know, as soon as I started like thinking about music, it's all I wanted to do. Um, but I never had any expectations of like getting there, like being able to pay some bills off of it or anything like that. You know, I'd, I was just always like, whatever, man, I'm, I'm student for the music. But like now that it's like, I'm in a position where I have some success and I have some like, you know, a lot of gratitude towards this, you know, it, it changes things up to where it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it now. And I'm so glad to be doing this full time, you know? So I couldn't have, couldn't have asked for anything more. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. You mentioned skateboarding. I was like really into skateboarding, like high school and a little bit after yeah. high school. But then I realized I wasn't good enough and I just kind of did it for fun. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of what it was. It was for me, it was like the switch over to music. I was like, well, I'm not the best and I don't think I'm ever going to get like those guys. So let's try this. Yeah. I, I still like to skateboard, but I just kind of like cruise around now. I don't go crazy or yeah, try, yeah. try to kill myself. Yeah. We're, we're too old now, man. We, we fall <laughs> <break a hit. laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm just obsessed with, you know, like the, the slappy grind when people like slap oh, onto yeah, the curves, yeah, like the red curves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been like obsessed with those. I've been like trying to learn, learn those as nice. best as I could. But yeah, nice. even just doing those little slappy grinds to me, I, I get really stoked on that. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my buddy will go to, we'll go to the skate park when we're feeling up to it. Probably about like, I don't know, twice a year or something. Maybe once yeah. a year. We'll like, all right, let's try this out again. Let's see if we still got it. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like I, I I regress and then I try to get back to where I was, like just like cruising yeah. around and dropping in, and then I then I don't skate for like yeah six months, and then I and then I like have to I regress and I, I get back to like that baseline. Yeah, it's always a build. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm cool. Uh, that's so cool. Um, I don't know. Did you guys ever think about putting the album artwork on a skate deck? I mean, it's a really big piece of art. We, uh, we actually had a template made for hard to kill on a skate deck, but, uh, just at the time it was, it was way too expensive. I think it was right when the pandemic hit, we were thinking about it and like everything was just so expensive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we're going to revisit that. You know, I'm sure yeah. that that's in the cards for sure. Yeah. That, that's my new, um, I guess, um, hobby is collecting decks with like like heavy metal stuff Graphic, on it yeah. yeah let me grab one really quick yeah yeah let's see it was like the like a warbringer oh nice the warbringer board this one's cool it's a testament board oh that's killer testament badass and uh plan b uh slayer show no mercy nice nice the, the actual plan b deck oh uh, yeah yeah that's sweet it was like in like 2000 i want to say when the uh 2007 or 2008 like plan uh, b okay. and slayer did a collaboration yeah that's killer 
Oh, fuck yeah. Nice. Oh, damn. Got the full fleet there. And, um, I don't know. I, I'm not a. I'm, Cataclysm's cool. I just thought it was cool that they had their album art on the deck. Yeah, hey, the album art's cool enough, you know. Fuck okay. it. But yeah, that's like my new hobby. It just combines the things I like, like the music and the skateboarding. And I just like, yeah, I, don't, that's I don't even ride them. I just collect them. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was younger, I got a Slipknot deck and uh, I swore I'd never skate it. And there was one day where like I broke my board and we were too broke to buy a board. <laughs> so I was like, fucking, I'm skating the Slipknot board. Um, and uh, I, I thrashed that thing up. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I just see them like on sale, like you know, like on Instagram, or collectors will be selling them, and I'll just try to grab one. But nice. Um, I'm hoping to like display them, but I just keep them stored away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get them puppies up. Get them some air. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's it, Andrew. Um, the, I think that's the end of my time. Uh, I know you got some other interviews um, today, so I'll go ahead and um, uh, stop the recording. But thanks for talking with me. Yeah, man. No, it was a great time. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, everyone should check out the Eternal Steel album. It's like streaming. It's You can order it. I mean, Hell yeah. yeah. Go listen to that shit. I yeah. guarantee you there's something on there. You'll you'll find that that piques your interest. Yeah, it's easily like a top 10 album for me. Like It's just, uh, yeah, oh, it's yeah. one of the best. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Andrew. Peace.